Welcome to Pilates Teacher's Manual, your guide to becoming a great Pilates teacher. I'm Olivia, and I'll be your host. Join the conversation and the Pilates community on Instagram at Pilates Teacher's Manual, and visit buymeacoffee.com slash Podcasts to support the show. Today's chapter starts now. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about how to stay motivated and avoid burnout, specifically relative to the ongoing pandemic and COVID fatigue that we are all experiencing, but also just generally as a teacher where your schedule might be the same, where you're doing the same stuff day after day, week after week things that you can do to stay motivated, stay engaged, and avoid succumbing to burnout and really falling into a place that doesn't feel great anymore. The pandemic is obviously a gigantic factor in this, and if you want to take a trip down memory lane, you can check out the episode that I posted at the very beginning of the pandemic in season one about self-care, but... This is something that's been going on for months and months now. If we're defining burnout as emotional, physical, mental fatigue that can happen as a result to repeated stress or prolonged stress, I would say that we are definitely collectively experiencing some prolonged stress, especially in our industry where a lot of our income relies on being able to see people and work with people. And maybe we've bridged into virtual and maybe you're able to see people again, but it's different and maybe your attendance isn't the same. There's a ton of uncertainty and there's a ton of newness, whether it's new protocols for safety, new ways of interacting with people, new ways of teaching. It's definitely a lot more stress than we were likely experiencing before and definitely different stress. Another episode from season one that I was just revisiting, talking about building your dream schedule. For me, one of the ways that I can stay motivated and avoid burnout is that I have a schedule that supports me and gives me the space and time to recharge. When I first started teaching, I wanted to say yes to every client, every class. So I was teaching very early in the morning, very late at night, back to back for several appointments in a row. Even though I loved the work that I was doing, it was just all very draining. I loved it and I was so tired at the same time. Now that we've been in the pandemic for eight months, going back to teaching and going back to working with clients is almost like for me when I started teaching again and because I had no classes and no clients, as soon as someone is like, are you available Saturday at 8 a.m.? I'm like, yes, of course I am. You know, I have that same sort of energy of wanting to say yes to everything and not maybe setting as many boundaries. I caught myself. It did take me less than three years to catch myself when I realized that, you know, this isn't feeling great. I feel like I'm being spread really thin and it's not feeling good. It did take me three years to figure that out when I first started teaching, so there was an improvement there. 
I am, believe it or not, a fairly introverted person. So I know that I need to balance the time that I spend singing and dancing and enthusiastically teaching group classes with some downtime in order to feel like my best self and really feel energized when I go to do it again. I love teaching group classes, but I know that energetically it requires more of me than private sessions and then that I've learned also virtual sessions require of me. I've had to reflect a lot on how I feel, especially with this virtual teaching, because I didn't have a frame of reference to say, oh, I can do three virtual appointments in a row and I feel fine, but if I do four, I start to feel not so great during that one. So it's taken a few months of that, and now, especially as appointments have come back, I'm beginning again to shape my schedule and make it in a way that I do have that space for myself either in the middle of the day or whether I'm giving myself two days in a row off. You know, I want to have a little bit more control over that so that I feel like my best self. What I've learned is if it took me X amount of energy to do my regular schedule before the pandemic, it now requires more energy for me to do the same amount of things. As someone who's very ambitious and very driven and very much wanting to accomplish all the things and do all the things all the time, I realize that that's not feasible. I do need time to do nothing and I need to not feel guilty about that. So I don't know what you like to do for yourself, what really makes you feel energized, but I do recommend if you are shaping a brand new schedule, or if you are getting back into your old schedule, that you really are patient with yourself. You give yourself time to rest. And whether that's binge watching a series on Netflix or making cookies or just taking a nap, all of those things are valid and totally fine. And you should be able to do those things for yourself. Just acknowledging that your motivation may not be at its highest level right now and that that's okay. There's a lot going on. I'm noticing a lot of clients coming in and they're saying things like, oh, well, I gained weight while we were in quarantine or I'm not as good as I was. And the same space that you're holding for your clients, that you're supporting them and saying, you know, your body's doing a great job. You're doing a great job. I'm glad that you're here right now. Let's work together from where you are right now and give yourself some love, knowing that we're in a very complicated and collectively traumatic moment in our history. I want to make sure that you as the teacher are also giving that same space and that same care And really talking to yourself as a friend and not holding yourself to an unrealistic standard. You might start by acknowledging how you feel and what's going on. Taking time to sit, to be, to breathe. If you can move on the equipment or do some mat Pilates for yourself, not for Instagram, not to demonstrate a move, but just Do things that feel good in your body. Take stock, see what's going on. That's going to give you a better picture of things. And that's the same for with your schedule. Like what energizes you? Do you love doing things in the morning? Do you prefer to do things in the evening? Does it not matter? 
And recognizing that how you feel about those things, how your body is feeling right now, might be different than how it felt before. Might be different from how it felt yesterday. But that's going to give you a better look at yourself when we go forward. So coming up after the break, I'm going to talk about things that you can do that will help you stay motivated and also let you know that it's okay to not be okay right now or anytime. That's coming up next. Hi there. I hope you're enjoying today's chapter so far. There's great stuff coming up after the break, too. Be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening and visit buymeacoffee.com slash Podcasts to support the show. There you can make a one-time donation or become a member for as little as $5 a month. Membership comes with some awesome perks, including a shout-out in the next episode, a monthly newsletter, a monthly Zoom call with me, and more. You can also visit links.oliviabioni.com slash affiliates to check out some sweet deals on products I use and love. Now back to the show. There's a lot of things that were kind of kicking around in my head as I was planning this episode. One of them was just that I'm feeling tired and more tired than I have felt in a long time. And that the same things, whether it's the classes that I'm teaching, the appointments that I'm having, the responsibilities of daily life, doing laundry and dishes and getting dressed and brushing your teeth, all of those things or just requiring more energy than I remember them requiring. And so I thought, you know, if I'm experiencing this, we may all be going through that, especially with a job that's as public-facing as being a Pilates teacher, where you are interacting with people, whether it's virtually or in person in the studio, you are having to present yourself to others. And that's been tough. I did the success kit with the society. So Boss Babe is a company that supports ambitious female entrepreneurs. And, you know, whether it's the podcast or whether it's the private appointments that I do through my business, I feel like I could be an ambitious female entrepreneur. Their success kit or their monthly project, monthly lesson, monthly workbook that you can do this month was about achieving more without overwhelm. And I was like, that is really timely. Good job, guys. And as I'm listening to Sandra Chuma, and she's talking about ways that you can really fight overwhelm, and I see overwhelm as another way of talking about burnout and just feeling exhausted and fatigued and not having the energy, the motivation to keep going. So I want to share with you what I learned from her workshop and really share how that applies to Pilates teachers, because I do think that burnout is something that we can face. When you are teaching and you're taking on all of these classes, and these might be weekly appointments, you might be seeing these same people or having these classes week after week, it's easy to fall into a rut or the days can blur With COVID on top of that, it's even easier to feel overwhelmed and feel burned out. 
So the first thing that you may want to do is to connect to your why and ask yourself why you became a teacher. What is motivating you? What do you love about what you do? Reconnecting to that spark of what drew you to Pilates, the profound effect that Pilates has had in your life, can be energizing. For me, my students, the people who come to my classes, really motivate me. The fact that they're sharing their valuable time with me, that they're being so brave and committing to themselves and overcoming, whether it's injuries or obstacles, the fear around movement, all of those things are incredibly motivating. Talking to other teachers on the podcast where I'm hearing what drew them to be a teacher and the experiences that they've had teaching, that's incredibly motivating to me. When I think about the joy of movement and the joy of having a body and being able to move in all of the beautiful, fantastic, intricate, weird ways that we can move, I just am overwhelmed in a good way with gratitude for my body, for what it does, for this life that I have. There's an exercise called a rampage of gratitude where you just take a notebook and give yourself a timer for five minutes and write down everything that you're thankful for. Hands down, it will put you in a better mood at the end of the five minutes because everything from the clothes you're wearing, where you live, your job, the things on your desk that just bring you joy, the new leaf on your plant, all of those things help put the negative feelings that you may be experiencing into perspective. Having a plan really helps because, horribly paraphrasing here, but we make tens of thousands of decisions every single day from the clothing that we wear, the food that we eat, how we go to work, what we're going to teach in our classes. We make tons of decisions. So if you have a plan that you've made beforehand, whether you've scheduled out your calendar, you've listed what are like the must-do things because I've known on my to-do list that there are things that just keep getting pushed to the next day, to the next day, to the next day. So if I have a plan of what are the things that I need to accomplish today, it takes some of the energy away from having to make choices. If you have a plan already established, this also goes for habits. If you've set a routine, you don't have to use as much brain power and as much energy to do things because you can just do them, if that makes sense, which requires less energy. A little bit of energy setting it up for sure and then sticking with it can require a degree of discipline and energy, but having a habit, having a plan will help you not need to make as many choices, which will save you some energy. Probably the most important thing, I think, is having time to reflect on all of the amazing things that you're doing. And maybe this came up in your rampage of gratitude that you are already doing so much. Even if you were doing nothing, you're already doing so much. Innately, you have value. So reflecting on all of the things that you are working on that you are already doing and then acknowledging them because This is something that I personally struggle with. I feel like I should do all of these things just because I should do them. And taking the time to reflect on the things that you're doing and then acknowledging and rewarding yourself for all of the work, all of the things that you do that are just incredible and amazing, you should be proud of them. You should feel good and reward yourself for doing these great things. 
Also resting, recognizing that you need rest and that the same way the seasons change and trees drop their leaves and animals hibernate, we have seasons as well and we are affected by what goes on in the world, whether it's the change of seasons or something gigantic like COVID-19. You don't need to keep pushing yourself to do more and more and more. You can keep doing exactly what you're doing. You can do less. Your worth is not defined by your productivity and what you can show for what you're doing. The same way that we, I feel like we are so kind and compassionate and supportive to our clients and then not sharing that same compassion and support to ourselves. Not every day has to be your best day. Sometimes teaching Pilates is going to be a job and you aren't going to be the most exuberant, passionate, enthusiastic version of yourself. And that's okay. You can just do your job and get through or take time off and recuperate and rest if that's what you need. I just want to say to you, because it's something that I'm saying to myself, you're doing amazing. You're doing fantastic. It's okay if you aren't okay. It's okay if you are okay. You're doing the best that you can. You're doing great. Continue listening to yourself, listening to what your body needs, to what your mind needs, and care for yourself like you would care for your best friend. This has been a very weird adventure these past few months. If any of this is resonating with you, I'd love for you to reach out on Instagram and share what's going on with you. I don't think that I am alone in this feeling. I do want to say a gigantic thank you to two new members who are supporting the podcast, Vanessa and Ty. Thank you so much for becoming members and committing to support the podcast on a monthly or even yearly basis. Your support also motivates me to continue to work on this project and connect with teachers across the country, across the world. I hope that this podcast is providing some value and some connection for you as well. And a big thank you to all my supporters on Buy Me A Coffee. Your comments and your support is so valuable to me. Thank you so much. I hope you have a great week and I'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for listening to this week's chapter of Pilates Teacher's Manual, your guide to becoming a great Pilates teacher. Check out the podcast Instagram at Pilates Teacher's Manual and be sure to subscribe wherever you listen. For more Pilates goodness, check out my other podcast, Pilates Student's Manual, available everywhere you listen to podcasts. The adventure continues. Until next time.